0: September as the new January, September with that back-to-school feeling, a new diary, blank pages, a sharp pencil. September as the month to begin again, a time for new goals, new resolutions. September as the grape harvest month, and the time to finally bake one of my favorite treats, schiacciata con l'uva, a grape schiacciata. Before starting this new episode, I want to thank you for all your comments and feedbacks on our podcast. Today, I'm thrilled to share the review that Marianne, Signora Cucina, left on iTunes. Thank you, Julia, for taking the time to put this podcast together. Anyone traveling there will appreciate your recommendations and I will definitely be referencing this episode if ever I will travel to Siena. You are so passionate about what you do and it is so evident in your podcast, not to mention everything else you do. Thank you, Marianne. I'm so glad you loved the Siena episode. If you do not want to miss an episode, subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcast, or wherever you are listening to a podcast. Then, if you are enjoying cooking with an Italian accent, please consider rating and reviewing the show if you are listening to the podcast on iPhone. It would help us enormously to be discovered by other food lovers. Last but not least... Remember that you will find all the links to the recipes we mentioned today in the episode show notes. And don't forget to visit JulesKitchen.com for more information and new stories and recipes from Tuscany. And now, let's start! Ciao! My name is Giulia Scarpaleggia I'm a Tuscan-born and bred country girl, a home cook, a food writer and a photographer. I teach Tuscan cooking classes in my house in the countryside, and I've been sharing honest, reliable Italian recipes for 10 years now, through my cookbooks and my blog, JulesKitchen.com. If you love everything about Italian food, big crowded tables and seasonal ingredients, join us and follow this podcast, Cooking with an Italian Accent. Welcome to Cooking with an Italian Accent, episode 20. Wow, that's a big number. Today we'll talk about grapes, the harvest time in Tuscany and a few seasonal recipes you can make with grapes. I remember well the flavor of just picked grapes. I was 19 and I was just about to head off to university. My first paid job required rubber boots, old tattered clothes, thick lobes, a sun hat and pruning scissors. Those scissors were so hard at first I needed two hands to open and close them. As soon as I finished my final exams at high school, I went to a local winery, a few miles from home, and asked to be enrolled as grape picker for a month. It is a rite of passage for many young students, and it is a job that here all young people eventually find themselves doing at some point. It could be out of necessity, or to pay for the holidays, or just to earn a little something extra for the winter months new clothes, a jacket, and this is what I bought with my first paycheck, cinema and a pizza on a Saturday night, for example. It is a sticky September, a month in between the rigor of the high school and the anarchy of the first months of university. I remember everything was new and still slightly confusing. The work started early in the morning, uh, when the vines were still wet with dew, and continued on through the hottest time of the day to finish around, I don't know, five, five in the afternoon. I spent the first week in silence. I was hidden behind the grape leaves. I would cut grapes and listen to the old men trying to be invisible as much as I could. They were apparently frail, those old men like old paper, but they could rise of my baskets full of grapes and bring them whistling to the tractor. I was so impressed. I would come home and cry after that. I would cry for the unusual tiredness and for a kind of work I was not used to. Now, my hands are different. Uh, After 10 years of cooking, they are different. But back then, I still had the hands of a high school student. White, soft, definitely better at writing rather than cutting grapes. But you know, after the first week, Everything changed and I entered the friendly and jovial atmosphere of the grape harvest. Now, uh, I could finally find in my experience traces of my grandmother's youth stories. Friendship and laughter, that developed finally and they were all well protected by the grape leaves. The old men turned into masters of life and bards. We would share a bottle of water among the rows and I would listen to their stories, to their songs. It was, it was fun and it was a moment where you could really learn a lot. In those days, I learned this very important lesson. Never ever eat grapes during the harvest, hoping that this could quench your thirst. No, <laughs> it doesn't happen. You'll feel better for a few minutes, but then you will find yourself again with a dry mouth and a thick voice. At first, you could resist the grapes, but after hours under the sun, eventually, almost without thinking, you end up popping one of the grapes into your mouth. Then it was difficult to stop. That grape embodied so much. Sour, sweet, refreshing, intoxicating, almost prohibited. It was the best thing you could eat, and it was a curse. I enrolled for the grape harvest uh, twice. I still have memories of those weeks. Hard work, endless chats, and sparkling friendship and life lesson learned. It is a shame that it is increasingly difficult to find wineries now that are willing to hire young students for the harvest. Now the machines, they do most of the work, yet there was something epic in that job. In one month, we had a clear idea of what a real job was. Times to be respected, hierarchies written and unwritten, you start the harvest when the countryside was still thirsty from the August sun, and then you finish to pick the grapes in autumn when you could already smell in the subtle sense of the wood the anxiety of the first university courses that would start in a short time. You gain a clear perception of the passage of time and of the rhythms of nature the gradual yellowing of the vine leaves. I, I can still smell that unmistakable scent of grapes, wet grass, mist and coffee that would stay with us during the first minutes in the vineyards. Now each September I find in the early hours of the day that same smell and I feel a young woman again. I love September for all these reasons, for the first cooler mornings, for that yellowing light at dusk, for that feeling of having a second chance, a second new year, new expectations and goals. But I love September also for grapes and for all the recipes you could make with them. Let's start with the most representative of the season, schiacciata con l'uva, a grape focaccia. All the aroma and the color and the sweetness of a day spent grape harvesting can be found in this grape focaccia. It's a childhood snack its flavor always signified the end of summer and the return back to school. Like in nearby vineyards, head to the markets from mid-August to the end of September to find clusters of wine grapes, the best kind for making this schiacciata. You'll have to get there early in the morning. Many marketgoers remember the flavor of schiacciata luva as I do, and with just a small basket of grapes available most of the days, they will be gone within a few hours. If you're lucky enough to live in a wine region, remember that nothing tastes better than a focaccia made with grapes picked furtively in a vineyard. In the past, this chiacciata was simply a portion of bread dough from the week's baking. They would make a focaccia to test the oven, adding sugar, grapes, rosemary and olive oil. This kind of enriched bread belongs to a peasant tradition here in Tuscany. There are so many festive sweet treats, that are nothing more than enriched breads. Think about the grape focaccia, yes, but also the pan in November, when you would add to your bread, raisins, walnuts, black pepper, olive oil and red wine. During the pig slaughtering in winter, that would make a similar focaccia but with ciccioli, pork scratchings. If you are in Tuscany during harvest time, you can find this grape focaccia in many bakeries. Sometimes it is thin and crisp with a single layer of grapes Other times, it is thicker with a brioche filling in it, with two layers of grapes that are sticky and jammy. You you can find a grape focaccia made with rosemary, but also with any seeds or fennel seeds, as they both complement the crunchy bite you get from grape seeds. And if you want to make it, you find an old recipe for this grape focaccia on the blog and another recipe with a double rising on our cookbook from the markets of Tuscany. Now, you might be wondering which is the best grape to use in this recipe. Well, if you can find it, red wine grapes, but also concord grapes, which here are known as uva fragola, strawberry grapes. My great-grandmother would use this, the concord grape, to make the focaccia, as they had a concord grape vine climbing from the door of the house. Now, this brings me back to the second recipe I wanted to share today with you, and it is the September jam. I already mentioned this recipe in one of the previous episodes about preserving. We ripened in the season to make this September preserve. It is made with the fruit that ripens now. So you have wine grapes, whether black or white, or the Uva Fragola, the Concord grape, depending on what you have or is left from the harvest. Then you need freshly picked figs, they're sticky and sweet. And then tiny wild apples, or even more regular apples. They provide a creamy texture to the jam and the right amount of pectin to have a thick jam. I love this jam so much for its ruby red color for a sweet vintage taste that reminds me of the sweetness of the last day of summer. Again, if you want to make this recipe, you can find the recipe for this September jam on the blog. And I'll leave you all the links in this episode's show notes, so you will find it now the third recipe this is more unusual a few years ago i was at the market and i was chatting with this smiling vendor as bubbly as her red hair i discovered this unusual combination and it's a dish that perfectly represents the sweetest days of the year which is now when the autumn days are still gifted by the last fruits of summer would you ever think of putting together tomatoes and grapes well this dish belongs to the peasant tradition It is prepared only for a very short time when the tomatoes on the vines do not have enough sun to ripen, so they stay green. So the the farmers would find themselves with baskets of green tomatoes and ripe bunches of grapes. I'd love to hug the first person that came up with this idea of painting green tomatoes and grapes. But back to this recipe for a side dish, which can easily become a main if you add a couple of eggs and make a frittata. There are only five ingredients, green tomatoes, grapes, garlic, olive oil, and chili pepper. Yet each one is essential. The pan-fried green tomatoes are meaty and slightly acidic, they're green. The grapes add a delicate sweet note, the garlic gives an aromatic twist, and the chili warms it up. Then the olive oil binds everything together. So how do you make it? Cut the tomatoes into thick slices. Coat them with flour. Yes, there's a sixth ingredient, flour. And fry the tomatoes in a pan with a few cloves of thinly sliced garlic and some crushed chili pepper. Fry the tomatoes in batches, this is important. Placing them in one layer and turning them once golden. When all the tomatoes are ready, move them back into the pan. Cut in half a dozen grapes, and you have to remove all the seeds, and then add the grapes into the pan. Season with salt, And cook for a few minutes until the grapes are almost collapsing. You can serve this immediately or keep it warm until it's time to eat. As soon as September comes, this is the first recipe that I reintroduce in my cooking repertoire during a cooking class because the feedback is always unanimous. Unexpected, surprising, I'm going to replicate it as soon as I get home. There are of course other recipes that make grapes shine in a dish. I'm thinking about the roast chicken with grapes, apples and rosemary, or a pan-fried pork cutlet with grapes, or even a baked camembert with grapes. Grapes are also a great addition to a cheese board, along with oat cakes, walnuts and honey. Well, how not to love grapes and the generosity of these last days of summer? Which is your favourite recipe with grapes? And no, don't tell me why! I'm thinking about a sweet or savoury recipe where grapes are involved. Share it with me via email or with a post or a story on Instagram using the hashtag accent and tagging Jules Kitchen. Word of the day. Learn Italian language of food word after word. Every year, more than 200 people join our cooking classes. Speaking with them, I made a small dictionary of important words and pronunciations that can help you navigate through the immense world of Italian food. So if you love Italian language as much as you love Italian cooking, these are a few words that can be useful for you. Today's word is vendemmia. Vendemmia V E N D E It is grape harvest, an activity which is more a celebration than a labor. Sometimes the word vendemmia is used also to indicate a vintage like vendemmia del 2013, 2013 vintage. This is the end of today's episode of our podcast, Cooking with an Italian Accent. If you have questions about Italian and Tuscan cooking, just email me at jules at juleskitchen.com or join our Facebook group, Cooking with Jules Kitchen. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts or wherever you are listening to a podcast and share it with your friends. You will find all the links to the recipes we mentioned today in this episode show notes. Don't forget to visit JulesKitchen.com for new stories and recipes from Tuscany. Ciao, see you next time.